0: The following transmission contains unencrypted instances of explicit language. Mature audiences are cleared to proceed.
1: Welcome back. This is part two of our anniversary special where we're just talking. Oh, t- taking.
0: John, welcome...
1: <laughs> we <got it. laughs> well, welcome back. This is part two of our anniversary special where we're just taking a little time to jack each other off on how much we're doing on this podcast. Yep. <laughs> um, Uh, We hope you're having as much fun as we are with it. If you missed out on part one, there's a simple solution. You might want to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app so that you can always stay caught up with us. And if you're feeling a little bit lost on all the 70 spy characters that we're talking about... uh, in our little spy versus spy event, Um, you can find the full list and different categories uh, either on our Facebook page or even better go to spieslikeus.net slash spy versus spy. That's spy V S spy. It'll have the full list and categories and some pictures of everybody as well as links to our older episodes uh, that we talk about the films that were, you know, kind of pitting these characters up against each other. So definitely check that out. Also, if you have some really strong opinions about these characters, or if you think we totally screwed it up or uh, you're pissed off that we didn't talk about <laughs> some <laughs> of your favorite characters, uh, just just hit us up on Facebook and uh, or shoot us an email from our website, uh, SpiesLikeUs.net, and we, we will be happy to have that discussion. No- nothing would make us uh, happier than to talk about this.
0: 100%. And if Twitter's your jam, uh, that would be Spies underscore like us. Uh, yeah, thanks for setting that up, Dave. I am all fired up to finish up our Spy versus Spy competition. This week, we're going to talk about the best and worst spies in the categories of Infiltrators, Analysts, Handlers, Assassins, and those crazy Puppet Master characters. That is all coming up in this, the second and final part of our one-year anniversary episode of Spies Like Us. Now we're on to our handlers event. Uh, Dave, tell us what a handler does.
1: A handler is someone that either manages their agent or their field officer. So if you've kind of recruited an agent, which would be somebody that's not part of your organization, but that's providing you with intelligence, or your officer that's out in the field, and trying to develop agents uh the handlers the someone that you kind of report to
0: right yeah they're like the mid-level management kind of right. but uh and sometimes they can be the um mm, star of the spy story but often they're also like like kind of a side character but they're really necessary you mm-hmm. know um uh, because spy movies uh, are almost always about, like, who can you trust? And sometimes it's it's even a question of whether or not you can trust the person that is giving you instructions. Our list, uh, let me just run it down real quick. Um, we have our nemesis lady in Armand Flint. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was, uh, well, we'll talk about her in a second. I'll just brush past her. I wanted to try to at least have two characters from each movie, and I just had to squeak her in somewhere. Uh, Jeffrey Rush's character in Munich. Percival in Atomic Blonde. Will Patton in No Way Out. Tony Mendez in Argo. Peter Laurie's Abbott in The Man Who Knew Too Much. Alfred Molina as Harvey Taridi in The Company. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in A Most Wanted Man. Grandpa in. Samurai Spy, Eric Bana's character in Munich, Martin Bishop in Sneakers, uh, Seikon Takatani, who we nicknamed White Guy because (laughs) he runs around in uh, uh, an Adventure Time hat. (laughs) Robert Redford's character in Spy Game, and Marky Mark in The Departed let's uh let's start out by again let's try to knock some of these people out and um and also let's let's try to uh consider like uh who was successful uh but but uh when when we're successful as at handling a situation and handling our assets uh we might also factor in like what were the forces that were actually working against us and um also i think another way that we could uh find some some people to knock out was like who actually kept control for how long you know i mean Uh a a lot of these characters like the situation is kind of gonna get kind of out of their control and like how long did that take until until they did um what do you got to say about any of these characters? Who 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 do you think we can knock out?
1: Well, I definitely want to knock out uh the lady and Armand Flint cuz it's a little silly. <laughs> so, I kind of want to put that out to rest unless you've got some quips with that.
0: I I just I just wanted to actually have the quick conversation about <laughs> this, is our, this is our prototypical 1960s Woman that doesn't get to do anything. Yeah. Um, and it's really sad. And we don't like to see it. And that's part of the reason we don't, uh, we don't, uh, you know, like I'm super happy that my parents and my uncles are like, James Bond, James Bond, he's so cool. And like you and me look at him and like, no, he's kind of a sociopath, misogynist asshole. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um yeah and you know she literally gets uh described by the movie as like like the head like whatever the super secret evil agency is like she's supposed to be the head of their whole intelligence agency and she just sucks
1: yeah doesn't really do anything (laughs) right
0: yeah so sad to see her go glad to see I, I I, just hope to see more movies where characters like that aren't entirely wasted like she is. Yeah. Um, who do you think I'm, let's see. That's, I mean, that's an easy one. That's low hanging fruit. Um, okay. On a situation of, uh, you know, uh, letting things get out of control or having clouded thinking. Uh, I think we could put Percival in atomic blonde on the chopping block and also will Patton.
1: Uh, I was actually going to bring up Will Patton because okay. even though he's got a lot under control, we actually don't see too much of his handling other than his interaction with Kevin Costner, and that turns out to be Yuri. Um, and I think got, like,
0: I think he's got huge blind spots. Yeah. In in uh handling the situation, and also that he gets more and more stressed out, I want to see him go. He's not He's not going to make my winner's circle.
1: Absolutely.
0: Easy, easy cross out for me. What about Percival?
1: Percival, um, I, I think, is a similar situation where it was all about the game for him and his ego kind of got to him, even though his character was fantastic. But we also don't see a whole lot of handling specifically. Like, w- we had to kind of... Infer it from the background,
0: he's mostly and, handling uh, a spyglass, isn't that the
1: that's right? Yeah, the, and the, he, the
0: code name for the guy that's supposedly got the list in his head,
1: yeah. And he ends up getting him killed, uh, on purpose, kind of. So, uh, because he ends up finding the list himself, I guess that would be kind of decent handling, eliminating the option.
0: Mm. I, think, I think, I think, Percival can go.
1: I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think it was more about the game for him than it was actually getting like, like, I think it was a very similar situation with Will Patton, where it was just like he had a lot of blind spots.
0: It's a great performance. I, I liked it a lot myself. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's much more interesting in the comic, by the way. Uh, which I, I still want you to read someday because it's so much different than the film.
1: Yeah, and, uh, I'm. I'm definitely gonna have to buy it. There's
0: huge. I want there's, it in my hand. There's a huge spoiler that in the comic that I can't talk to you about until you read it. So get on that. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, let's, well, let's just say, about- let's just say that a lot of a lot of the things that I found very confusing about the movie. Uh. Um made a lot more sense if you know one critical piece of information from the comic that is not presented.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> um a couple other people we could bring up is uh Peter Laurie and Pamela Landy.
0: Okay. As far as people uh, we want to knock out?
1: Yeah. Uh Pamela Landy um despite being like, you know, great performance The idea of having the entire team in like this giant skyscraper with wide open windows. I don't know if it was her call or Brian Cox's call or whose call it was, but it was a bad idea and shouldn't have happened. Um, And I I guess she handled Bourne for a lot of that, as well as uh, Bourne's old girlfriend, which I guess we discover in the future. And I think that probably could have handled been handled a little bit better. Okay. I,
0: and, yeah, I could see her go.
1: And then uh, Peter Laurie, great again, great performance. It's his first I English speaking role. Yeah, and he didn't even know what he was saying. He said it was phonetic.
0: Yeah, yeah totally. Oh, God, I love him.
1: Yeah, he's great. But, uh, uh, but as,
0: as far as Abbott's – I thought
1: more of like just running goons rather than just handling – you know, okay.
0: All right. We could take him out.
1: Yeah, so I think that might be a good knockout off the bat, unless you have any quips with that.
0: No, nah, just just love to mention just die with a cigarette in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, yeah. Just how much smoking are we gonna get into this movie?
0: I might die, um, but I'm gonna die smoking.
1: Yeah. What do you think about Eric Bain and Jeffrey Rush in Munich? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, as a handler, um, he's he's in over his head. Uh, I, I think he. Which one, or both? Oh, I'm sorry. I I'm just talking about Eric Bana in Munich. Oh, okay. Um, do I want to rule him out? Not necessarily. Um, okay. Grandpa in Samurai Spy. Definitely uh, makes his place. We don't get to see a lot of him, a lot of it. Um,
1: but a lot of what we can figure out is pretty tasty. And the same thing with uh, Finn the Ninja. Uh, <laughs> Finn I the think. Ninja, right. <laughs> I think. I think we can even seriously
0: go. Just audience, just go Google Samurai Spy, and the first thing you're gonna see is like <laughs> this guy. <laughs> leaping through the air with his fucking fin the human hat on it's it's hilarious it's hilarious you'll laugh
1: yeah i I think we should save these guys because both of them have quite a solid capacity
0: um how about how about let's uh let's let's try because uh robert redford shows up twice in our handlers event He's both Martin yeah. Bishop in sneakers and he's also I forget his name in Spy Game. Uh just mm-hmm. between the two of them, could we just like knock out Martin Bishop because the Robert Redford in Spy Game is clearly the superior handler. Yes, Just I, I
1: was actually gonna say that sneakers. I'm not really sure how much we should give him, even though he's like managing the team. Mm-hmm. I think the team carries him more than really anything else. But it's an easy so
0: comparison between the two characters, yeah. right? So, so that's yes. again, that's kind of like low hanging fruit. Um, knock it out. Um, you know, let's. I'll put my laser next on Jeffrey Rush in Munich. He lets that situation get out of his control. Absolutely. All right, he's out. Yeah,
1: we can knock out Sloan's nemesis, and Miss Sloan, I mean, he lost. All right, uh, he, he had a really good move, but that move he made was part of Sloan's plan, you know. Uh, we're going to talk about Sloan and the puppet masters. So he's not a great puppet master, but and not only that, he had a mole in his camp. So I think we can knock out Sloan's nemesis. He, he, he was a good contender, but I mean, like, I think he was just kind of like, you know, acting under the strings of Sloan's master plan. So I think we can knock him out.
0: Okay. So we're keeping Robert Redford's character in spy game. What about him versus, let's do some knockouts. Robert Redford's spy game guy versus Seikon Takatani, the white guy.
1: I'm probably going to go with Seikon Takatani. Why? Uh, uh, Because Robert Redford lost Brad Pitt. He should have seen ahead of time. He didn't really consider how much in love Redford was. And as we all know, spies do fall in love and you're at that level he should have seen that ahead of time but we wouldn't have had a movie i'll
0: take Uh, i'll take it i'll take it uh let's let's move white guy in against oh i don't know rolling the dice tony mendez in argo
1: um it's a little different cuz Tony Mendez is handling just random peeps versus uh Finn the Ninja Takatani the white guy uh is handling ninjas.
0: I think it's easier to try to imagine Tony Mendez going into like in feudal Japan than it is to do it the other way. So let's say let's say Sekon had I don't know um captured some uh hostages do you think Uh do you think that tony mendez in feudal japan could sneak him out from underneath his nose you know you can frame it any way you want like how are we going to try to match these guys skills against each other i mean you know i'll I'll just say like because because you know
1: the thing i noticed like there were numbers of times where like takatani had agents in place and they were very successful in what they did versus Mendez's only goal. And we're not talking about the real Tony Mendez. We're talking about in Argo. Right. All we got was him talking to diplomats. So this is why it's tough. With Takatani dealing with ninjas and uh enemy ninjas, right? That's 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 like that's a skill of its own. And it's a much harder skill, but it's also really hard to, can, like, help people that have never done this. Like, just diplomats that are dealing with, like, negotiations and stuff to convince them, hey, we're going to go jump in the deep end. You know? Uh, both
0: both of them are difficult jobs. Both of them require totally different skills. You know, Takatani, he's... he's, he's He's a little weird one because he's, he's got to fight against all these modern people. Uh, well, let's put him against Grandpa because they're from the same movie. Takatani versus oh, Grandpa. I see. I see. Who's, who's, uh, who's the better handler?
1: I think I, think I might want to go with Grandpa
0: because
1: Grandpa had to hide more than Takatani. Takatani mm-hmm. was the head of the current establishment intelligence agent. Like... I mean, he was part of his own organization, but he was basically being used versus Grandpa had to hide the fact that he was a Catholic and that he had all those fox ninjas that showed up. Um, And there's plenty of spaces where we could spot agents being used by Grandpa. I I think I want to go with Grandpa on this one.
0: I'm with you.
1: I think Grandpa had had to deal with a lot more. Than Takatani did. That's that's a good that's a good way to eliminate.
0: Let's put him up against Philip Seymour Hoffman in A Most Wanted Man.
1: I think we should knock out PSH.
0: You think, we even should. though he
1: had, I think I think he had the best team that you could ask for. And I love the fact that he had the warehouse. I love I I uh, I just don't like the fact that he just got played so hard by the CIA and didn't plan for that. Um, he, he's he's he been in the game so... For, well, first of all, we're talking Japan ninjas dealing with people trying to trick you versus like European intelligence and uh, PSH's character is a guy that is trying to show that he knows what he's doing and he does, right? But he's kind of a little out of his league and I think he's experienced enough to know that the CIA uh, agent that he was dealing with was probably not going to keep her word. And she basically got to his ego or like his ideology. I like,
0: Like I like your thinking here because both PSH and grandpa in their different eras are both trying to manage like multiple factions. whose Motivations intersect in some ways and, and don't, and and could be in opposition in other ways that are very difficult to suss out. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, PSH fails at that. So we'll keep Grandpa yeah. in the running. And in fact, let's. Uh, we're getting close here, so let's let's go ahead and put him in the uh, put him straight to the finals and okay. compare some some modern guys against each other. Let's go with Marky Mark in the Departed. Uh uh-huh. Dignum, baby. Yep. <laughs> I,
1: still support- I still want that mini series. I still want to show him.
0: I want it so bad.
1: Yeah, I I really want yeah. it. I want it really badly. Um Best who- Supporting who- Actor who?
0: nomination, which I'm still super had happy that Mark Wahlberg got for that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, he
1: definitely deserved it. He was he was the star of that film. Even though you got Matt Damon and Leo putting on super spectacular performances, he he was just so fun. Every moment you're just like it's a delight to see him on screen. He's yeah, every minute of that film I just wanted to see more Marky Mark.
0: Let's put him up against uh Eric Bana in Munich.
1: Well, what are you, what are your thoughts on this one?
0: Mm. I, uh, Marky's got one uh, one asset to manage. Right. Uh, and I think like, well, two things that give me big points on Marky Mark uh, on, on Wahlberg's performance or his character. Uh, mm-hmm. The dignum. Uh Number one, I love how hard he goes on L Caps when they first meet. Because yeah. this is the test. You need to yeah. fucking you need to be able to show that you can fucking be told that you are a piece of fucking shit that yeah. you know fucks his mother for crack. And, yeah. and sit there and <laughs> fucking take it because that's the job. He wants to know. He wants to know if this yeah. guy, if this guy's going to crack because yeah. otherwise it's, it's all for nothing. And I love that. Um, and also, you know, he's, you know, he comes in and he cleans up at the end.
1: Yeah. No, it's uh uh and then Banna. Banna is kinda is like inexperienced, right?
0: He's a guy he's a guy who I think the story is overall of like overall kind of losing control of the situation. I mean he's got a lot more maybe on his plate and right. and in a way the stakes are bigger for Banna. But also, like, yeah, he's not as well equipped to do it. I think it's. Uh, I think if it's a knockout between them as handlers, I'm. I'm. I'm going with my boy Mark.
1: Sounds. That sounds. That sounds good.
0: Now let's All put right. let's put Mark against Tony Mendez. Actually, wait. We've talked about Mendez. Let's talk about. we uh, Yeah, let's put him against the Sorcerer, Alfred Molina I... in the miniseries The Company.
1: I kind of want to go with Taridi because he uh, he has an entire team that he's managing and he's very successful and he is our barium meal specialist. Yeah, and he dropped two of them. Marky Mark didn't even come up with
0: the barium meal. Leo did his asset. And they and they didn't listen to him.
1: Right, they didn't listen to him. They didn't listen to him, and and it and it could have it could it could have cost him his life. In fact, it probably did. That's it. Yep. that's a good that's a good. All right, so we're we're going with Taridi on this. All Let's, right, yeah.
0: Bye, bye, Marky right. Mark. So now we've right. got we've got three. So we've got to figure out. Uh, I don't know. You you make the call. We're gonna put Grandpa against one of these guys, or do you want to have Tony and and Alfred battle it out? Before no, no, play?
1: no, no. If if we're down to these three. Mm-hmm. I think I think we should knock out Mendez uh because of the scope of what grandpa and Tariti had.
0: You're right. You're right. It. I mean it's it's fantastic what the historical real life Tony Mendez did. But there's still even the question, like the you know, there's a possibility that most of it was really planned by the Canadians and all he had to do was do the final bit. Yeah, let's knock out Tony. And then, wow, sorcerer versus grandpa.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is this is kind of a tough one. I it, what I think makes this the toughest is that we get more screen time handling of Taridi than we do Grandpa. But I, if you consider off screen stuff that Grandpa had to accomplish as a handler, that's what really makes this the contention. Um, this is a tough one. This this might be a tie for me. Uh, even though I love the sorcerer,
0: but I I'm don't happy. Really I'm, I'm, I'm happy to agree with you that um, they're both equally competent. But uh, I could easily tie break it on the screen time that we get for Taridi versus what we see in Grandpa.
1: That's that's true. If we're gonna if we're just gonna go off a of screen time, let's just take Taridi. Yeah,
0: because like, yeah. otherwise, I think I think we would be in a tie. Yeah analysts analysts are well i mean we just have to have you know some space for them i'm not sure if i put it on the spreadsheet but i did add q uh yeah, to, both okay. of them okay good yeah yeah because that was one that i think we almost missed uh yeah that's an important one to have in contention here uh so yeah we're gonna uh have q as an analyst contender uh, Miss Sloan's nemesis shows up again as an analyst, or did we just move him away and put him in Handler? I think we did. This I think
1: we moved him away. Yeah. yeah,
0: let's knock him out.
1: We should probably define this though, because, uh, yeah, we don't ahead. get a lot of analysis in spy films. So when we say anal- analyst in our little contender moments, we're reaching for a lot because we don't get a lot of analysis in films. Uh, because mainly because it's kind of boring. You literally just got a room of dudes like brainstorming or women, just people brainstorming over how to approach a situation. So I think in this kind of setup, we're looking at people who planned ahead or were able to analyze the situation or just take decisions. just take
0: just take information right. and turn it into uh something potential i mean i think the handlers and the puppet masters are more likely to take the information and turn it into something actionable but to me the analyst is the one that takes the the random noise of what's mm-hmm. going on and turns it into actual data and when i first put this together i mean seriously it was just a category to put whistler in from sneakers <laughs> yeah. But once I did that, you know, because because what else is he? You know, he's not right. an action hero, he's not a handler, he's not an assassin, but he's such right. an important character. And then once I so, so once that car- category was created around him, I think that you know we can fit some other people in there, and I think we can do some comparisons. We'll put Q in there. We'll put Crease also from Sneakers. uh Is I think you know he performs the function of taking in what they're hearing and really like, like analyzing what's, what it means, you know, of, of what, uh, they're hearing or seeing from actions of, of the CIA or, uh, you know, other people of interest, uh, Garrick, our Star Trek character, um, I think mostly fulfills this function. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is sometimes kind of a puppet master, but all of his puppet mastering is so off screen that we're not even going to allow him into our already very crowded puppet master. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's a good place to put George Smiley. Oh, Absolutely. Because mm-hmm.
1: he was more of a detective. Right. Like you, you're the one that pointed out that was more of a detective story. In so this I
0: think- now, previously in his career, we're given to believe that he had been an infiltrator. He had been a handler. But that's not what he does anymore.
1: Right. Right. He, he's given that he's like on a task force to solve a mystery.
0: Uh, we'll include Tony Mendez again. We'll give him another shot uh from from argo because he does mm-hmm. you know uh a lot of i mean i think the primary thing he does mostly and this is uh analyzing the information and uh from no way out we'll put in uh the the wheelchair guy sam oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so it's a short let's keep it a short list okay um Anybody you want to knock out right off the bat as just being a shitty analyst?
1: Well, not so much a shitty, but grandiose. I, uh, if, if we were just going to go by results, I think Russia with Love Q just automatically wins because he pre-plans every device that Bond needed for every particular situation that happened in the movie.
0: Right. He so, seems to have I just think- a time travel... You know, spy into the future crystal ball that tells like exactly how to create this briefcase. So yeah, I'll I'll rule him out. What about
1: um, read the script? Like,
0: you know, I want to bounce Q out from um, Spy Who Loved Me as well. Uh, His Mm -hmm. big contribution is, you know, when they say like, "Oh my God," they they know how to detect our submarines' locations. That's impossible, and he's like oh, no, it's actually really easy. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, you know, that might be something we might have wanted to know.
1: Right. Yeah. Clearly you're not doing your job, Q. All
0: right. So bye-bye, bye-bye, Q. Um, Well, again, it, it could be an easy one to just knock people out, unless you have arguments otherwise, but to knock people out from the same movie, uh, Whistler versus Crease. I mean, I, uh, I think it's Whistler for me,
1: yeah. I think, I think, yeah, we should definitely knock out Crease, even though we really appreciate it. Well, first of all, Sydney Poitier is great uh actor and he did a great job, but uh, what we really liked about him was that he was managing the situation and hey. Don't, no one's allowed to leave. He's like as far as his analysis, but other than that, he didn't really figure out too much. So I, I think Crease is a good knockout leaving in Whistler. Um, I think What's, we can knock out Sam from No Way Out.
0: Yeah, because Sam versus Whistler is an easy one for Whistler.
1: Right. And they're, and they're both and they're like, hackers. They're very comparable. Right? Yeah. So right. it's Whistler. they're both hackers.
0: Um let's set aside Whistler for a second because he's going to be difficult to compare. I think to the other remaining three, let's make it Mendez versus Smiley. Yeah. This might be actually pretty easy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Smiley wins over Mendez, right? Completely easy. So now we've got, now we've got a weird one and, and a little unbalanced because, because of the way this analyst thing works, but, uh, we might have to we might have to do a double elimination here. Elim Garrick versus George Smiley. Let's put uh, again. I think it's easier if we if we put Smiley into the Star Trek universe than it is to try to imagine Garrick uh, working for MI six.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: George Smiley uh, on DS nine. There's there's some there's something weird going on. The Dominion has has hatched an evil plot to destroy the Federation or to drive a wedge between the Federation and the Klingons. Who's gonna figure out what's going on first? Garrick or Smiley? Well, I don't
1: know. I think I think Garrick is kinda a little superhuman kind of plot armor in that respect. So I kinda wanna give it to Smiley because of what he had to handle. Uh I kind of want to you...
0: give it to Garrick for the opposite reason, I mean for the yeah. same reason, yeah, yeah, uh, ooh. well, smiley's got his, his weak chink in his armor
1: that's right, oh, that's the right. the wife
0: got a blind spot. does Garrick have a blind spot?
1: yeah, the dad,
0: yeah, oh, that's right, oh yeah, yeah. oh, they both, fell for the they both fell for the trap. A, they both have a blind spot. Ooh. let's let's let's
1: do it like this let's put them against angleton and costner and whistler and see who we can. Could... oh i'm
0: sorry i'm sorry i might have not have had angleton on my list is he supposed to be in here
1: from the company michael keaton right not, yeah, yeah not the matt damon angleton okay okay uh, company angleton uh Oh, this is gonna to be
0: tough. Uh,
1: well, let's put Angleton against Costner. Uh let let's say Costner, who's a mole, right? No, and, that's an easy one.
0: That's an easy one. Eliminate Costner, keep Angleton.
1: Okay. All right. We'll do that.
0: I think I think Angleton, Garrick, and Smiley. I think I think actually we could we could let Whistler go at this point
1: okay okay i think
0: because angleton smiley garrick is that what you're seeing as as his left yep that's, yeah. how that's, left right now. Okay. that's the discussion yeah. uh all of them all of them have very important blind spots smiley that's right? because we have kim
1: philby for angleton mm-hmm. right smiley's got the wife and garrick's got his
0: dad right so wow how did they handle them eventually um garrick uh what's what's Garrick's eventual resolution with his dad?
1: That was the one where the dad kind of sent out a message to him, and there was a nice like kind of conclusion of that story, but that's more of the story than it is tradecraft,
0: okay, so it wasn't like Garrick like wrapped that up,
1: right. it was just kind of like your dad's dying, smiley I'm here.
0: Smiley eventually saw through his blind spot to find Bill the mole.
1: Right. That's and
0: right. And Angleton never did. I think it's going uh, to I think it's going to Smiley.
1: Well, Angleton did. He 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 was just really upset about it and he went on a witch hunt. Um, we're
0: talking about Angleton from the company? Mhm. Yeah, no. Angleton never figured anything out. It was Tariti that had to like, you know, lead him by the nose to the truth.
1: Oh, that's right. Because that was his blind. Oh, that's right. That's right. I I thought we were thinking like post. Yeah. Okay. That's good. All right. right. I like. All right. I like that. I like that. All let's right. Then. It, yeah. We're.
0: Let's give it to George Smiley. Out of the three of them, he was the one that actively uh, dealt with piered, his weakness. Pierced through. Yeah. Pierced through his weakness and and saw to the truth.
1: But yeah, that's and, it also, that's and, like and it, it also
0: feels good. I think I think George Smiley is the smartest out of the three of them. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: I just have one question. <laughs>
0: Smiley is suspicious, Percy. <laughs> still, the best fucking best line.
1: We're gonna have to do that. That's gonna be a thing for us. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's it's too good.
0: I was also thinking, like we might talk about like our best lines of all these movies, and there are so many, Uh, but it would be impossible to compile. But Smiley's suspicious Percy is like just the fucking best. Let's talk some assassins.
1: Ooh, we got a good list for this one. Uh, We got we got Boris and Company from The Man Who Knew Too Little.
0: Now there we're we're folding in also like with assassins we're we're putting uh, uh we, we couldn't make our own category for goons. Yeah, you know, uh for heavies, you know, a lot right. of a lot of spy movies have like the hero is going up against like some super arch villain, but there's also going to be a heavy in their way. And so the heavies, the goons, but but they kind of are also assassins, so we put them all together. Keep going. What's our list? Uh,
1: We got Boris and Company. Uh, We got Steve from Munich. Carl Urban from the Born Supremacy. We have Jaws from the Spy Who Loved Me. We have Robert Shaw from Russia with Love. Uh, We got the two guys from Sneakers. From Sneakers. (laughs) Uh, We got Victor the Cleaner from La Femme Nikita. We've Born from the Born Supremacy, and we have La Femme Nikita from La Femme Nikita.
0: And as a quick, like, fold in at the last minute, I did want to put in uh, the Reggie, the the weird-faced guy from 1956, New Too Little, or New Too Much. Yeah. He's the guy that, like, in the big scene in the concert, like, you know, when the cymbals are supposed to crash, and that's when he's supposed oh, to
1: make it Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember.
0: Yeah, we're going to throw him in real quick. Uh yeah. pe- People we can knock out really fast. Uh, okay. Really fast, but it's worth talking about. Is uh, Jean Jean Renault in La Femme Nikita is the worst. <laughs> the worst assassin ever. <laughs> Great actor. <laughs> He's brought in to to clean the situation up, and all everything he does fucking makes things a million times worse. Yes. It was, it's comedic, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in in retrospect, I would compare that against, you know, the the remake of La Femme Nikita, uh, the Point of No Return with Bridget Fonda, was, I think it was kind of like, you know, pooped on by critics as being just like, you know, oh, you're just taking a French, mo- a great French movie and making. I thought it's actually a better film. Uh, I, I, Hello, yes, I stand by that. And even if you could quibble on some of the details, when it comes to this particular character, uh, the cleaner character that Jean Renault plays in the original is uh, played by Harvey Keitel in Point of No Return. And he's just like this dead eyed, super efficient fucking machine that is like vastly superior uh we could also say goodbye to uh alfred molina's boris and company from the man who knew too little
1: yes even though he great gets a lot of great mention for being amazing because we love us and molina on this
0: podcast hilarious hilarious yeah really good fastest scene. gun in the east <laughs> really good scenes and I had forgotten, you know, I'm trying to keep track of actors that showed up multiple times in our movies, and I almost forgot this one. Uh we've had so yeah. we've had Melina twice. Uh-huh. Uh we've had Redford twice. We've had Brian Cox twice. There's a there's a few. Oh, Matt Damon twice. Right. We had Uh,
1: Carl Urban twice.
0: Carl Urban twice. Yep, 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 yep. Even though it was 2021, but yeah. And yeah, a few others. And I think, uh, I don't know, I think Redford's going to be our first three-peat. Actually, no, I think uh, Lonsdale, Michael Lonsdale's going to be our first three-peat because he's in, oh, let's see. He's in uh, Day of the Jackal, which we just did. Mm Uh, he's gonna sh- no. He's gonna show up in Ronin, which we have scheduled to be really soon, and maybe there was another one. It was mm, can't think of it right now. Moving on. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: the Grandpa's ninjas made it into our assassins category, or, or are we keeping them?
1: Uh, I don't see them on the list.
0: All right, I'll just I'll just knock them out. Also, they didn't really assassinate anyone. They just uh, created a lot of chaos.
1: They helped uh, the exfiltration.
0: They did, but that's not really like assassins. I'm looking for I'm looking for people that put bodies on the floor.
1: Yeah, and, they hit and, their
0: targets. And get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> um, the two guys from Sneakers worth mentioning. I like this little. Like almost kind of like Laurel and Hardy, skinny guy, fat guy, <laughs> like uh, good cop, bad cop. You know that they played, and and yeah, they were they were fun, but you know just funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, not gonna be not gonna be contenders. The Reggie character from the nineteen fifty six knew Too Much. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm referencing the the. The actor's name is Reggie. Someone, um, he, I think we dinked him hard on, uh, you know, specifically like going up to Doris Day at the concert and, and giving a huge creepy smile. That's, that's, yeah, that's not how you do it. No, no, yeah,
1: definitely can knock him out.
0: So, who, who can we keep here? Uh, Lefem Nikita, she's got I, that. I
1: think she's definitely a good contender. We're
0: gonna keep favorite,
1: her. favorite sniper scene. Loved Let's it. Pit,
0: pit her uh, up against Robert Shaw's character in From Russia with Love. Who gets who? Who kills the target faster?
1: Well, I think I'm gonna go with Lefem Nikita because right. she uh, hit a lot of targets, and Robert Shaw couldn't beat the Bond, even though he was great. And even
0: though Bond of... sucked. <laughs> no, was terrible. Bond was horrible. He got, beat, got too. beat by a briefcase. You right? dumb fuck. And,
1: uh, and apparently Q just got the script ahead of time. And that's how he lost. Because, I, I don't know. Canister's right. in the briefcase.
0: Let's keep Lefemme Nikita in the running. And pit her against Jaws in The Spy Who Loved Me. I think she would have just shot him from way far away. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. it's an easy one. I don't know. I don't know if it's an easy one though, because Jaws is fucking unkillable. He ate a shark.
1: Yeah, he ate
0: a shark. <laughs> yeah, but with that 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 he would not be hard to spot. He took feel- apart a truck with his bare fucking hands. <laughs> Like, he's,
1: but he's clearly afraid of guns because they had him at gunpoint. He was like, "Oh, I won't mess with you," you know. I, I feel like Vladimir Nikita would have had a whole plan about it and gotten him eventually. Like he, he just kind of stands out for an assassin. I hate, I,
0: mean? I hate to see him go, but we're gonna usher him off the stage. Yeah, I hate to see him go because <laughs> I really. Do. And apparently, audiences really love that character too, and that's why they brought him back in Moonraker. Um, right? Yeah, I, I, Jaws is awesome. Oh, and let's say too, like it's so funny, like when they bring out, like when the guy brings out his two guys, like, oh, I have my two best assassins. What's your thing? Like, I'm enormous. And I have <laughs> I have steel teeth steel razor sharp teeth. Okay. Right.
1: What's, what's your,
0: and then what's your thing? Uh I'm bald. <laughs> Not too surprised to figure out like which one of you is the red shirt in this situation. Right. <laughs> All right. Lefem Nikita just put a bullet in uh Jaws' head from a distance. I'm gonna assume he actually lived and swam out into the ocean, but he's still out of play.
1: She's right. now,
0: she's now gotta contend with Carl Urban in the Born I was just
1: about to bring up Carl Urban.
0: because
1: mm-hmm. uh, I was like, let's do Born versus Urban, but I'm like, well, Born won. So Right. Okay. Yeah, like like what, what if, what if we, how about we do this? Let's, let's look at, let's look at Steve from Munich or Daniel Craig versus Carl Urban and Born Supreme.
0: Actually, actually, I do want to have this conversation though before we say like, cause eventually, cause right now we're in the assassination bracket. And uh-huh. Jason, Jason Bourne already got, uh you know, his day in court in the action hero thing. And right. when he beats Carl Urban, he and en- he ends up beating him in the action hero game, like it's in a car chase,
1: that's car right, yeah,
0: that kind of thing now, okay, what to remember about Jason Bourne as an assassin is that he doesn't actually do any assassinating that's true he's i mean that's his training, but that's what right. he's fighting against, and yes, he's using that training as an assassin, but think about like. The way that Carl Urban fucking schooled him in India.
1: Absolutely.
0: So hard.
1: Absolutely. Super hard.
0: So, yeah. It actually, be a conversation, like not action hero. And yes, yes, Jason Bourne's going to win the eventual fight because that's the movie. But uh-huh. between the two of them, like literally, if you sent, if you sent, Uh, both of them at the same target, you know, if you're a puppet master or handler, like Uh uh, which one do you actually trust to bring back the body?
1: I think on screen, it's going to go to urban. I'm on screen. It might be boring.
0: I want to, I want to give it to urban.
1: I, I, yeah, me too. I I think we're just going to give it to him. Yeah. Uh, But that being said, let, before we bring uh, Nikita back in the conversation, let's see Steve against Carl Urban. What are your thoughts?
0: Uh, ooh. Well, um, Urban works alone. Steve mm-hmm. is part of a, of a pretty patient team. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, I even thought, like, in the in the end, I mean, in the last few days, I was thinking, like, you know, Nebushi, a uh, bomb maker guy from Munich like right he's kind of i mean if you were gonna put him in any of these categories he had he has to be an assassin i mean he he loses because he fucks up so much yeah (laughs) right i mean he does yeah um or at least well no it's not that he fucks up so much it's it's more like the actually it's eric Banner's fault for not getting him the right materials and, and being lied to and fooled and well lied. they were
1: mislabeled right, right. or something you know, so, by, yeah. that,
0: by that those French people um oh that was that was the other Lonsdale movie remember I was trying to think of the other Lonsdale yeah. movie yeah he, he, he's, he's grandpa in Munich. yeah or papa yeah.
1: papa 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 yeah uh,
0: Steve private ver- intelligence yeah Steve versus Carl urban uh I'm going with urban.
1: We're going to go with Urban? I am. I think that's a good play. I, I think Urban is far more experienced and doesn't fuck up as much as Steve. Steve's kind of like a live wire, someone you wouldn't really want to be an assassin. He's a little, yeah. So we're looking at Carl Urban from Born Supremacy versus Lefem Nikita. This is a tough one because Urban probably has more experience than Nikita does. But – um, I think she could put up a pretty good fight. Now we're not talking action here; we're talking assassin, right? Yeah. What are some of Urban's weaknesses? Do we think she could like seduce him and poison him? I don't think that would. I don't think that would work. I don't for Urban's so. character. Yeah, no. Nah, nah. Okay. Do we think she could pick him off before he could pick her off? That's kind of a sniper standoff, right? So, what what are we looking What are we looking at here? I would say she, I would she's say definitely uh, capable.
0: I think. Well, I think her biggest strength in Lefemme Nikita is like she's just the bullet, and she's not the rifle. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they set up this whole situation, like they they you know whatever this org- this shadowy organization is like her strength is that she doesn't know anything about anything until she needs to pull the trigger. And like the whole organization has put her into place and all she needs to do is pull the trigger, which is something, by the way, didn't, I remember in our podcast about La Femme Nikita, I I was really down on this idea of like dragging a nihilist junkie off the street to do this. (laughs) but the more i think about it in my head like even though it's a fantasy movie is like that might be just the perfect person you know yeah uh to just pull the trigger and not know why it's oh man it's tough
1: this is a tough one i mean like even though urban probably has more experience but she's pretty lethal i i, I don't know this is this is probably one of the tougher decisions that we I think, have to I, go think
0: he, I think if you strip her from her organization and you strip him from his organization, I think he wins. in a In a clean fight, if they're on their own, unsupported.
1: Oh, like the info? Because he could probably gather info better. Because she did set up her own team, and that didn't work out very well, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So as a handler. Hey, but we're talking strictly assassin here. Mm-hmm. So let me, th- let me think about this. All right. I I, I can't make it. I, I think I'm just going to give it over to you on this and just take urban. Cause th- th- I mean, like my absolute favorite scene from La Femme Nikita is she's like dealing with her, like love while she's pulling off this shot. And she's like in a heavy emotional situation and pulls off the shot clean, no problems, while well, she's like fucking bawling right and urban probably could handle something like that as well i don't i don't see like i i can't i can't decide between the two of them like I, so i think if you really feel that urban should take it like i think that's what we'll go for like i, I think they're both very very capable i mean like hand-to-hand combat right if it came down to like you know dropping the rifle and taking the knife or something, like Urban's probably gonna win.
0: Yeah, no, that'd be action hero stuff. I'm talking about like taking yeah. that yeah, planning planning out the thing. The thing is like she didn't plan that shot out. And he
1: That's planned. true. She was on the radio and she just pulled the trigger. The rifle was left there for her. He had to Urban could planning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah that's that's, that's why, that's, that's why that's I'm a
0: good... team Urban on this one
1: that's, a, that's, a, that's definitely a good point. All right, so we're going with our been-born supremacy. The moment y'all have been waiting for are Puppet Masters.
0: I know I've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. I can hear yeah. you yeah. rubbing your hands together, and I'm going to keep that. I, I,
1: yeah, you better keep it in. This is the moment we've all been waiting for.
0: <laughs> puppet Masters is going to be, like, yeah, the funnest discussion because, uh, yeah, there's so much to talk about here. We've got a list. Let us uh, let me run down mine and make sure it matches yours as far as who's contenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we classified puppet masters. I mean, they're so important in a spy movie. I mean, not every spy movie needs to have a puppet master. Well, actually, they kind of do. Maybe there's just like, like even the man who knew too much or the man who knew too little, you know. There was that British guy and he was like collaborating with the Russian guy, but like eh, we're just not even looking at them. But uh yeah, that's an actually an interesting question I want to look at later. Look at all our all of our movies. It wasn't
1: really a puppet master in spy game.
0: Okay. So yeah, great example. So you don't have to have a puppet master. Yeah. But they are super fun. Uh, Absolutely. The list that I've got just uh help me help me out with this uh we've got Robin Wright's character in a most wanted man mm-hmm. uh she's the CIA liaison that's uh right. sent over by America to check out what uh p s h is doing we got k pop in samurai uh-huh. again that's a nickname that we gave the character I don't remember the actual name of the character but that movie was just so full of so many Japanese mouthfuls of names that we had to give them nicknames. And trust me, if you've seen the movie, you'll immediately know who we're talking about when we say K-pop.
1: Yes, immediately.
0: <laughs> Miss Sloane is on our Puppet Master list, as is uh, the evil guy from Sneakers, that was uh, played by the... Gundy. Yeah. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley character. Uh, uh, the Alan Dulles character in Good Shepherd.
1: Philip Allen, I believe was his name. That was
0: William Hurt. mm mm-hmm. uh, Were we keeping while Bill Sullivan? I don't think we need... No,
1: no, 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 We got rid of him.
0: Yeah, let's, let's get rid of him. Even though historically, very interesting personality Um, absolutely
1: i bought two books about him when we finally kind of dug into him todd found a ton of great information about him and i bought like three three books about donovan so believe me he's a very interesting historical character
0: uh for some reason i have pamela landy on my list i don't think she belongs here no okay Uh, she's not on my list Brian Cox, though, from Born Supremacy, definitely needs to stay on the list. Uh Mark character in The Departed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Frank oh, yep. in the Departed. Yep. He's gonna be <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> he's, gonna be a,
0: he's gonna be a fun one. Um the Carla character, not seen much in Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, but definitely the Very definition of a puppet master. Absolutely. Ulysses in uh, The Good Shepherd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, ah, the Tony Shalhoub character in Spy Kids. (laughs) Which, I mean, he qualifies. He gets up on stage. Did I miss anybody?
1: Uh, You had Angleton on my list, but I don't think that's good the great
0: right. yeah, 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 let's leave out I'm, de- hey. I'm,
1: gonna, I'm gonna delete that row, okay all right there
0: we go, all right, so that's 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 a good start, and it's an easy one, I mean, it's a really easy one, I think, to knock out a couple people, Tony Shaloub, uh you know your little well, master, fun. your little master twist that you were yeah. really the bad guy all along. it's fun, but uh bye bye. Right. Uh, no.
1: I think we can knock out uh John Goodman from Atomic Blonde. Um love to see him, but I don't think there was a huge amount of puppet mastery on screen
0: as yeah, it was it was not justified and also it made absolutely no sense. Like it made there's an appearance he makes in the middle of the film where he's talking to Lorraine where like they're alone, they can talk freely. Yeah yeah and so the, the idea that they were on the same side the whole time like it's just ugh. yeah
1: <laughs> I think we can knock out Martin Sheen from the departed he got himself killed, and his boy killed
0: he is a, yeah, he's a classic example of somebody that uh is uh tasked with playing this game that just really does not know like.
1: Yeah, way out of his league. Totally. Right. Um,
0: um I was going to also uh think uh we could we could knock out uh Sneaker's guy. I think we could knock out Kingsley.
1: Gandhi, yeah. It's it's a little much and and his puppet mastery wasn't He's just like a tech tycoon. Like just a massive tycoon and has like an indisposable income. And is intelligent, you know, fighting over an old like pretty boy.
0: Kingsley you know. Kingsley, you know, um owns the screen. Like oh yeah. As, he owns
1: the screen and everything he shows up
0: in. As that kind of person, but there's so little behind the character, it, it just doesn't work out. And we've got I mean, we're we're narrowing down to like uh yeah. We're gonna have some really tough competition, I think, here. Uh we are left with Robin we or left with uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah, eight. Um
1: why don't we knock out uh Philip Allen and Ulysses from the Good Shepherd? Uh Philip And Allen uh, Alan, uh Alan, well that's like the the real oh, character. Right. Oh right, oh right. But the name was Philip Allen. Sure. Um uh he would have been puppet mastering the the I guess Matt Damon's character who was most loosely based on James Angleton, which is a pretty hefty puppet master to pull, uh, but he didn't do too much in the film other than pretend that he's profiting off of stuff. Um, not that I would not say Alan Dulles was uh, a heavy hitting puppet master,
0: right? But um, yeah, but we're talking about the yeah, like I, I'll agree. Let's let's knock out Philip Allen, but uh, before we knock out Ulysses, which I also agree with, let's talk about why. Okay, uh, I think he's set up in The Good Shepherd as uh, a super mastermind. Um, but you know, his ultimate play didn't, I mean, first of all, it didn't succeed because well,
1: it did for a number of years. Okay. He, he planted, uh, the, the, the Kim Philby, uh, Arch Cummings. So that's like our Kim Philby, uh, an, analog. uh, analog, right. And he also planted that Russian dude, that pretended to be the other Russian dude and he didn't contain the fact that that other Russian dude would seek asylum, which is unheard of for KGB level, right? That guy would have been shot, presumably. Unless unless this is what really happened, but I couldn't find any evidence of it. Uh not that we would, but um yeah, keep going, sorry.
0: Oh no, that's that's perfectly fine. So uh you wanna you wanna take Ulysses out? Uh, well, I mean, you wanted to make a case for Ulysses staying in, sort of, but uh, you're just quibbling around like his ultimate plan. Like, yeah, a lot of his shit did work, but um, you know, this ultimate what what the reason I want to take him off the list is he has um, Angleton's son in play in a way that he could use. To leverage against Angleton. And he absolutely he just fails at it. Like like yeah. the, the right play would have been to uh get uh Angleton's son, I forget it's uh oh, Freddie Redmane's character, like in a little bit deeper. Eddie
1: Redmane. Eddie, Re- yeah, so. Eddie yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I I knew right from the get go when I saw the Good Shepherd that he was a phenomenal actor, and then Les Mis put him on the map and the theory of everything, and like he just kept going. So I'm really happy to see him succeeding
0: because fucking. Have you seen Jupiter Ascending?
1: Yeah, he, uh, he 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 brings he he brings the performances, but. Before we knock out Ulysses, let's talk about this. Do you think the girlfriend was one of Ulysses' agents?
0: Because at
1: the end, Ulysses says to Matt Damon, uh, do you really want this woman in your family? Because the big play was Ulysses was threatening to kill Eddie Redmayne uh, to leverage Matt Damon, and Matt Damon found a way around it. And uh Ulysses is like well what about this girl do you really want her in your family so was she from who who else do we think she might have been working for I don't think we talked about this when we were talking about the good shepherd
0: I well I think we did I I was it was one of the things I was annoyed by like yeah I think she's working for Ulysses but this is not the play like it's, it's, it's too soon. He, he's sprung, he sprung, he had opportunity to uh, make some more mm, kind of ball, some, some more Eddie Redmayne dragging him in deeper and deeper. Oh,
1: cause if they would have gotten married, he could have used it, but it was, always, killing it was
0: always confusing to me. Like the threat. You know, I could kill your kid. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. You could do that anytime. The right, I think the bigger threat should have been like, you know, your kid is really like in so deep that like he could be exposed and be like tried and hung as a traitor. Oh, as a
1: traitor. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah, because he was feeding information to a And and, and I'm sure that relationship, I I guarantee you, he didn't bring up that relationship to the the company, right?
0: Right, but at the the point, point when he springs, you know, quote unquote springs his trap, it's way too soon. All Eddie Redmayne did was like, you know, like we see, like in the, you know, they're uh, through the whole movie trying to uncover what was this like little pillow talk kind of things. And it was just a couple of mm. words that spilled out. Like, that's nothing.
1: Yeah, but that was a big deal. That's what caused the, the, in the film, the story goes, that thing that he spoke to her about is what ruined the Bay of Pigs. And that's a big deal. That's like a stain on CIA history. Um, well, even American history, just because it wasn't the CIA. that, Like, they never got their air support. But Sounds- that's still like an intelligence failure, Cause it should have, but, but Ulysses bringing that up at that moment is what got the, the fiance killed and then turned his son against him kind of thing. Like it ruined his son. You know what I mean? Like that could have you're,
0: you're making a great case to keep Ulysses in the running. I'm all for it. Let's go ahead and put him against Brian Cox in the Born Supremacy. Who's the better okay. who's the better puppet master? Well, that's an easy one for Ulysses, I think. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Brian Cox is probably the one that decided to put their base up in a building with open windows because he's working against that whole team. <laughs> Other than that, like stupid murder of his. And that guy, well, it was the guy, but I don't know. It was still a bad, well, he had to get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Right. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, as we see too, like uh, in supremacy, that not only was Brian Cox like running this, uh, uh, Treadstone operation, but he was also like making some side deals on the side, which caused him to be, you know, have, a, you know, uh, like they didn't necessarily expose that, but Just the fact that he was doing that kind of shit gave him like an open flank that Mm -hmm. when anybody came sniffing around that, he would have to deal with that instead of having to just deal with what was in front of him. So...
1: So you're saying we should knock out Cox?
0: Yeah, I'm saying let's knock out Cox oh, for, again, let's
1: for, keep Ulysses, yeah.
0: yeah okay. for having a vulnerability. Yeah, if, if we're gonna keep Ulysses in the game, let's put him a, against Cox and I think Ulysses beats Cox. Let's do it.
1: That's a good that's a very good point. That's right? a very good I, I was saying Cox should stay in because he's probably the one that set up that stupid office. My worst, worst tradecraft ever. Like <laughs> he, he probably set that up on purpose because he's working against them. Like that was probably his plan the whole time. But you're right. He he had all, you know, and it, it, it's th- that compromised him by doing all this stupid stuff. I I agree. I agree. It, so let's let's,
0: let's give Ulysses uh, a little bit more difficult of a challenge. Uh let's put him up against Robin Wright's character in a most wanted man, the CIA bitch. And uh, and, and I and I say the word bitch in, in the most loving and adoring way. She's
1: I'll say so. it in the most literal way. Ah <laughs> uh, uh, so mean, but so good. Um I want to stick with Ulysses mainly because they both had an enormous organization behind them. Uh, But I think Ulysses at the point of the cold war probably had to make far bigger decisions versus Robin Wright's character. Like she basically was just showing up with America money at a time when America pretty much was already ahead. You know what I mean? And it's pretty much like another day at the job for her, like oh here's this here's this guy that's just trying to make a name for himself. I mean, like her only big puppet master play was playing on p s h well i don't know I don't know no,
0: no no no, no, you're right i'll 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 put it this way uh as much as i loved slash hated. Her twist of the knife. Yeah. Her last thing. All she needed to do was just follow the breadcrumbs and, right. and keep silent and also keep massaging PSH's ego. Yeah. In a really delightful way. You know, yeah. a very, uh, res- I mean, I want to give a lot of respect for her for doing that, but all she had to do was just like follow him along and not let him know that. She was gonna snatch the cheese out of his trap right. at the last second. So right. we'll say goodbye to Robin Wright. We'll keep mm-hmm. Ulysses. And then uh let's uh let's okay. Let's let's keep Ulysses in the winner circle and give some other people a chance. Uh here's a fun oh here's oh uh, here's a fun one. Miss Sloan versus K-pop.
1: Let's let's put that for later.
0: Okay. Let's, 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 <laughs> All right. Let's How about this? Let's, How about this one?
1: We'll, 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 we'll go. We'll, we'll go with Miss Sloan versus Carla. What do you think?
0: Okay. Or Frank. Uh, Miss Sloane, you tell me. Miss Sloan versus Carla. How's it? How does it play out? I think it's a win for Carla.
1: Really? Really? Miss Sloan is connected to the most powerful people in the world, and she has far more Puppet Master screen time. And like in some of our other classifications, we were going off of screen time.
0: Only for tiebreakers.
1: Only for tiebreaker. Well, I, I, I don't think this is much of a tiebreaker for me. Uh, Carla had an amazing Puppet Master chess match plan, right?
0: But, I mean, yeah, uh, Carla, they're, they're comparable in that, like, they both, like, are, yeah, they are both fucking chess players.
1: Yeah. And, and, and but my thing is, is that, uh, I, th- I think Carla, uh, doesn't have the diplomatic connections that Miss Sloan would. And I don't think he would play them as well as she would. I, I think he's just the mastermind behind in letting, everybody else pull it in versus she's not only the mastermind behind and pulling every else. Like not only did she handle one, a successful mole, which Carla didn't, even though his mole did an enormous amount of damage. Right. But she handled a very successful mole. Number one, number two, I think she's far more connected than he is. And she can improvise, I think, better than he. I, th- I I picture Carla in the background, you know. Even though he's paid his dues and probably has had to make like split season decisions, split-second decisions. But like, I, I I don't know. I I think I think this is an easy one for me, but I want to hear your case on why this is a little bit more difficult and why you think Carla should take over.
0: Um, I'm not there yet, but I do think it's a very interesting battle because I'll go back to chess, uh, where of course, Carla is like our super Soviet guy that, um, is envisioned by John le Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the Russians are supposedly like great at chess. And I think that filters through in, in the character, Of course, uh, you know, in the novels, he was meant to be like, you know, the main villain for like three novels or something. But we're just going to talk about what we see in the movie. The Miss Sloan thing on chess is what I, I mean, my, oh, so much I love about her. But like one thing that I want to point out is like she didn't take Mark Strong's job. Like she didn't exceed accede to taking the job until she'd already figured out her win condition like she puts the she she's got her checkmate in mind before she's even sat down at the table which is fucking amazing
1: yeah absolutely that put that that's what puts her a step above carla she she wasn't going to get involved unless she could win
0: Let's, uh, let's, I'm, I'm thinking actually, let's, let's put them at a tie for right now and let's see how they do with, against other people.
1: Okay. Well, well okay. So here you wanted to talk about K-pop. Let's talk about Carla versus K- K-pop. Okay. I think that'll be a good matchup because they don't get a whole lot of screen time puppet mastery.
0: Right. Oh yeah, but, yeah. With, with K-pop, we just find out like at the end, like, yeah. ha, ha 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 ha. I was, right. I was doing it all the time.
1: But we have to go back and look at the strings he was pulled, just like with everybody in Samurai Spy. Mm -hmm. You don't get a lot of screen time stuff. Like, that's why I wanted to keep Grandpa in the running for handlers, you know, uh, or or like Finn the Ninja. Like, it was really important because when you go back and rewatch the film, every scene is really important because you realize who is pulling the strings, Uh right? And what K-pop is doing is watching everybody pull the strings and and making his decisions and climbing the ladder. Versus Carla, we know he's behind the scenes, right? And he has crafted this masterpiece plan. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do you th- what are your thoughts on Carla versus K-pop?
0: I think it's Carla over K-pop. But before I before I see K-pop go. <laughs> i really i really have to because this this was so fun in my imagining uh when i was thinking about how are going to do this episode frank versus k-pop
1: oh i see
0: i want to like i just love the idea of like okay k-pop has got his he's got his master plan right and i could easily see like frank as this, like, uh, Yakuza lord. <laughs>
1: right? That's, no, 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 that, that's a great point. That's, that's a very great like, point.
0: All these angles, and, like, if if Frank had been in any way involved in the events of Samurai Spy, like, if you could somehow transport that character into feudal Japan, like, uh-huh. I, I think he would have made a mess out of K-pop's plans. I'm not sure that K-pop would have been able to deal with it.
1: I completely agree. I think that's a great point and that definitely eliminates K-pop. You're absolutely right. If you if you stuck K-pop in Bastion uh Mafia versus Frank in Japan Yakuza in feudal Japan uh i, I no, no no you're absolutely
0: right, I think you know he's he's i he's, think frank would have slaughtered it he would have slaughtered it Frank's a master manipulator uh that is disguised by this uh just you know veneer of insanity, which he also is because he's also supposed to be kind of based on uh that that guy um, and they both
1: have huge organizations doing. working with them. He's using the FBI as much as the FBI is using him, and K-pop's using all- – I, th- I, I think you're absolutely – I think that's a very good point. And I think that helps our eliminations, is that, like, Frank, I think, would have slaughtered against K-pop. Absolutely. Because K-pop wasn't actually running an organization. Like, and they both had huge organizations behind them and was playing a number of different sides. I, I think, I think Frank definitely should win against K-pop. You're, All right. You're Absolutely.
0: right. All right. Let's knock, let's knock K-pop out. Yeah. I think, K-
1: I think you're absolutely right. Well then let's, let's go with Frank versus Carla. <laughs> cause,
0: cause,
1: cause, 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 cause I, I, I really want to see who we need. At, cause, cause I, I, after everything that we talked about with Frank, I, th- I think Frank would win. I, I, uh, I, I'm I'm sorry, but Carla is just like the guy. Like I like just from the film, and I, I haven't seen the show, and it's been forever since I've read the book. But Carla to me feels like the guy, you know, like me, some guy like me that just would sit at his computer and plan everything out, right? Versus Frank is like on the job all day, every day, you know?
0: Yeah, but Frank eventually does self destruct and and it, it's kind of an unforced error, at least uh from my point of view. Like he, he just keeps going after more dangerous uh and, and more thrilling scores for That's not true. for not good reasons. Like, That's a very so good like, point. At yes. some point, I think, like, Frank is going to self-destruct even if nobody else, you know, was, like, leading him to that bad end. Um, whereas Carla's going to sit back and, and watch him do it.
1: That's, that is a good point.
0: And I then understand. I also wanted to point out, like, Carla, uh, you know, back to Carla's strengths as well. Like, Carla identified uh Smiley George Smiley's weak points. that's um, correct. Don't you that's
1: think, absolutely don't, correct.
0: Don't, don't uh, you think don't you think he could also identified uh Miss Sloane's personal like weak points in her I mean let's I know, let's, like,
1: let's get let's 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 get them cuz I think she deserves uh to hit the higher brackets. I I think this is going to come to – well, if we're going to have that talk, let's knock out Frank and Ulysses.
0: And then – well, then that would just be Carla versus Sloan.
1: Carla versus Sloan. Let's hear it. And I I think you've brought up a very good point about Carla, and I think Carla would have spotted her weaknesses.
0: I mean, at the end end of the day, she, like, loses by winning. Or she wins by losing. Yeah. (laughs) And that's (laughs) – and that's marvelous
1: but yeah.
0: uh, at the end of the day i think she's willing to like just take her one win and get off the stage and carla just still is still going to be there
1: that's true carla's definitely he, he, it's kind of like the 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 james bond uh what's the name of the group or the the hidden guy that they made up
0: sinister Sneaky tentacles. Yeah. That thing.
1: Yeah, like, he's kind of like an elusive... And we never hear of a weakness of Carla. Other than, like, he's just, like, getting... We probably kind of get the feeling, even though it's not explicitly stated, that he's getting the joy out of fucking with, like, George Smiley, right? I think I think that's good. I, 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 yeah, I think Carla...
0: I think we have to. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, uh, you know, how do you feel? Like I I feel like we had a great discussion about yeah. our our podcast and um big hug to my co-host here. Uh, one year.
1: Oh, right at ma- you, brother.
0: We made it.
1: We made it. Yep. One year. All right, I'm going to stop recording and then don't forget we got to do the little stuffs oh, thank for you. Jackal. Yeah. And that's the end of our show. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at spies underscore like us. Visit us on our website at www.spieslikeus.net you know find out about upcoming episodes also what it'll really help us out is if you give us a review on wherever you found our podcast either on itunes or your android app or youtube or wherever you listen to us uh even if you didn't like the show just give us a review it'll help us give us feedback so we can make the show better and it can also help other people who haven't found the show yet find out about us hey moira initiate protocol nine Protocol 9 initiated. This podcast will self-destruct in 20 seconds. The preceding transmission sampled the songs Ice Cold by Audio Nautics, Enter the Party by Kevin McLeod, and sound effects from Freesound.org. Attributions and links are found at SpiesLikeUs.net. Editing by Todd Hostetler.